Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and As I record this, I am currently over four days into my five-day fast, and I am sitting in North Carolina with my good friend Ella from On Air with Ella, and we are in this together. I talked about it in episodes 300 and 307, and this is not an episode about fasting per se, though we are going to talk about that, but here's the thing. As I've gone through this experience, I've learned some things that are super applicable to when I'm eating, like my normal life. And I'm certainly not going to learn those lessons without sharing them with you. So what I want to do, and I'm going to give you all the details about the fast because I know a lot of you guys are curious about how it went and how I felt and if I regret it. I'm going to share all that, but I'm going to start with going through the lessons that I learned over the last few days and how I plan to take them home with me and really allow them to influence and improve the way I eat and the way I think when I am at home. And the great part is that I'm here with Ella, and she has an amazing podcast on air with Ella. If you haven't checked it out, you absolutely should, and she has been hosting me this week, so hey, Ella. I can't believe we're here. It is crazy that, I mean, as much as the days have gone by, it's hard to believe that we are at the end of our fast. You guys, four days is no joke. And as it turns out, we're cranking through all the way to day five. We are. We are going to be breaking our fast tomorrow, um, mid-morning, early afternoon, before I head back to New England. And we're going to do that together, and we're super excited about it. But before we talk about the fast... Because a lot of you guys aren't into fasting, and I totally get that. I mean, I would not have done this a year ago. I wouldn't, I would have thought I was crazy to think about this a few (laughs) years ago. So we have learned some things, though, and we were talking about this, and we thought we've been sharing a ton about the fast within our private Facebook group on fasting, but there's so much we've learned that has nothing to do with the fast that just has to do with our normal lives. So we each kind of have three takeaways, and I'm going to go with my first one that I'm excited to bring home with me because I'll tell you what, when I was 350 plus pounds, I used to have a lot of fear of hunger. And what I mean by that is if I had like a long day of meetings, I'd think like, well, what if there's not lunch? Or what if I get hungry? And I felt like I always had to be prepared with snacks and emergency foods, whether it was a road trip or a long day of meetings or even just that sitting in my office at the end of the day and feeling like, oh my gosh, my hunger is an emergency. And over time, I got away from that and I sort of felt like, okay, if I get a little hungry, it's not the end of the world. It took a long time to get there. But I'll be honest, I 
feared hunger with this fast. Like I legitimately wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it because I thought the hunger would be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I know that that feeling I had of fear of hunger related to the fast, a lot of you guys have day to day, like I used to have day to day, feeling like, well, what am I going to do if I get hungry? So the key lesson that I really took away from this extended fast, my first one ever, is that hunger is a really weird thing. And it comes in waves. When it hits us, we think it's there to stay and we need to respond to it. But I'm telling you, I haven't really eaten in over four days. I've had black coffee and water and some bone broth. The hunger dissipates within five or 10 minutes and it comes in waves. And so I am really excited to go home and have some context when I have that mid-afternoon, like, oh, I need to eat something, it will pass. And I never really understood how fast those waves go until this experience. And I think that's just a really powerful tool that, that is going to help me be less reactive to those waves of hunger moving forward. Yeah, I can relate to that big time. And the thing I think that stands out to me most is with regard to what I learned was I rationalize, I spend so much time rationalizing my food choices, Elizabeth, like every day. So I'm playing this head game every day and 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 I'm, you know, I make good choices. I don't I'm not I'm not overfed right now. Yeah, you eat really well. Right, but I I am in this headspace Every day. And so I realized something. First of all, I might be rationalizing quantity or I might be rationalizing quality, you know, but I'm spending a lot of time in my head weighing my choices and whether I, you know, should I, shouldn't I? And I realized, first of all, total waste of energy, mm -hmm. like profound. Mm -hmm. And number two, exhausting, exhausting <laughs> draining. And it takes away from your life force and your mm -hmm. vitality. But what I really realized is if you make it to that space where you're in your head and you're rationalizing, that's a flag, like mm -hmm. in a huge way. Mm -hmm. And so I, this helps me because first of all, the awareness helps, but secondly, just behaviorally, it helps me pause, recognize what I'm doing and go back to that space where I'm like, okay, what do I really want? Like, what do I want and need right now? Mm -hmm. And make a choice from there instead of this, um, this, Talking this yourself game into it. that we play, yeah. you know, it's exhausting and I'm super over it and I didn't miss it. <laughs> I totally get that. And it's funny because my second takeaway is very, very related to that. Not specifically the negotiation, but just the energy spent on food choices, whether it's when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, reacting to what, you know, second guessing like, oh, I shouldn't have had this or I shouldn't have had that much or I could have waited or that Ugh. wasn't the right choice. And Exhausting. It's, exactly. That's the exact <laughs> word I was going to say. And the great thing about this fast, as hard as it was, and you certainly when you're not eating, your mind drifts to food. It's not that you're not thinking about food at all, but you're certainly thinking about it way less and you're spending way less time on it, which is kind of counterintuitive, I think. But... I'm really walking away from this experience reminded and with a reinforced belief that life is so much bigger than the food choices that we make. Because, you know, to your point, Ella, the energy spent, the time spent, we don't have unlimited energy to give. So if we give it to debating food choices and negotiating with ourselves, we're not giving that energy to our family, to our jobs, to fun stuff. And... You know, I really, I'm, I'm, I told you this the other day, I didn't think I was going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. But here's the crazy part. 
all of my doubts were based on things I manufactured with my thoughts. Like I've never done it before. So there was nothing in my reality that would lead me to believe I couldn't. Everything that I was using to talk myself out of this, to tell myself it was a bad idea, was completely a figment of my imagination and my thoughts, which, you know, goes to the energy we spend on food. So much of it is fear-based mm -hmm. and future-based and not what we can do right now and what we have the power to do with our actions. And so I just think that, you know, the more you try without obsessing. Like, mm -hmm. how can I take care of myself? It's really that simple. If we simplify the way we think about food, we make better choices and we spend less energy in the lost space of obsession. I think there's a lesson in there, whether you're fasting or never, ever fast, not interested. And that is just challenge yourself to spend one day not in that space. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't that sound crazy? Like, just spend one day maybe you plan what you're going to eat the day before so that you just have one day where you're not in that space mm -hmm. negotiating with yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing. It that is. was a freedom I, I enjoyed very much. And by and the way, when I wanted to, when I wanted to break, you know, when I was at that point in waves where mm -hmm. I just was like, I'm so done with this. Mm -hmm. I started negotiating immediately, mm -hmm. started rationalizing the choices that I could make. So mm -hmm. I was like, ah, Red flag. It's tiring. I'm doing it again. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting too because we've had the benefit of seeing several hundred people going through this with us in our private group. And even though they aren't making food choices, there was still a lot of like guilt and emotional drama and energy going towards food. And one of the things that came up that we were sharing with the group is guilt is for crime, not for food. So just be careful about the mental energy and the time you're giving to food because this is one small piece of our lives. And in getting away from food, we did some really fun stuff that we probably wouldn't have done had we not been not eating. We went to a trampoline park and we like played with helium balloons and we did silly stuff. But life is so much bigger than food. So catch yourself in those moments, whether it's negotiating with yourself or it's just constantly thinking about, was that the right choice? It's just, it's just a mess. Well, I have a tip that's super practical. And okay. that was just that the reason I did this was because I was interested in healing my gut. And there are enormous benefits that are that related to fasting and to gut health and gut restoration. And what I realized was that kombucha is not necessarily my friend. So we did this fast and we allowed several things into our fast and kombucha was one of them. And Elizabeth, the first time I did a fast um, a few months ago, I did a three-day fast, which we've mentioned before, and I had one kombucha a day. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it affected me one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Well, this fast, I was a little bit more lax, mm -hmm. uh, which I felt fine about. Out, but what that translated to was having, I think, four kombuchas in one day. Mm -hmm. And I was saying to you, oh, I feel so bloaty and I'm fasting. What is going on? And you're like, maybe it's the four kombuchas. No, you weren't judgy about it at all. But you did point out to me that I had had four kombuchas that day. My point is this. Um, the thing, like we're in denial about the things that are bothering us. Mm -hmm. The moment you said that, I was like, of course you're right. Mm -hmm. But the truth is... I know like any I know that the way we know the things that aren't our friend but we rationalize our way away from them because it's healthy and there's probiotics <laughs> in it and I'm fasting so mm -hmm. it's allowed but you know something can be healthy and still not work for your body 
Yeah, and and that's so important because for some people it's wonderful, mm-hmm. and for me everything that's wonderful I tend to take to eleven on mm-hmm. a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Right. If I think it's good for me, I'm taking it to eleven. More is more. <laughs> yeah, and so that was just a good insight in a very practical way. I love that, and mine. My last one is super practical and uh, surprised me actually, and it's so common sense. Ready? I don't drink enough water. And the reason I realized that, now this is my first fast over 24 hours. So Ella has had experience with this. She's done a three-day fast. I hadn't before. And so like you, your first time around, I was a little bit more kind of strict with myself, I guess, because I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to expect. And so in the first 36 hours, I did have a kombucha, but then I didn't have any after that. I really tried to steer clear of the bone broth until today. Um, And so I was really drinking black coffee in the morning and then a ton of water. And you're glowing. Well, you know, I think (laughs) fasting is great for your skin. We also got facials, so that helps. But I have no doubt that part of the reason my skin looks better is because I'm drinking a ton of water and I don't do that at home. And I think that has that has a ripple effect on energy, on skin health. I think it I think it facilitates fat loss because the reality is blood flow is a huge part of, of fat loss. And I really believe with the contrast of how much I drank during this fast and how much I drink when I'm at home, I think when I'm not fasting, I'm probably dehydrated because I love coffee and I drink a lot of it mm-hmm. and I rarely drink water. And so seeing how much I'm drinking now is like, I need to amp that up. There's so much sense in that because when you're dehydrated, it slows metabolic processes, right? I mean, so when you're dehydrated, it slows all the processes. Absolutely. (laughs) So that, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. What was your, did you have one last thing? Yeah, my last thing is that I, and this is actually probably the most important to me. So I have more, like, I have like an athletic frame. I guess I'm not a big person either. Mm -hmm. I'm not tall. And we are almost at day five, Elizabeth. And I feel scrawny. Yeah. Like I actually feel kind of scrawny. And, and it made me realize that that's not my goal at all. And so, you know, 15 years ago, I would have been like, yes, I'm wasting away. You know, Mm -hmm. I was in that space. Mm -hmm. And now I want to feel strong. Like I'm looking forward to eating because I'm looking forward to like putting nourishing foods in my body that I really want to exercise and I want to work out and mm-hmm. like I want all of that back. And so what I realize is I want to be strong and not skinny. I don't want to disappear. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, but you go through phases, right? Or you spend too much time on Instagram, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Or you want to look a certain way in a certain outfit or something, you know, just this, keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And I was, I reject that completely because I actually mm. feel like I'm, you know, like disappear. Yes, I feel a little waif like, and mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. I mm-hmm. want to be powerful mm-hmm. and I want to show up and I want to be strong, not skinny. I love that. I think that's so powerful. When you shared that with me earlier, I was like, that, we need to record that and share that (laughs) with people because it's so easy to fall into this trap of, I want to be smaller. But most of us really want to be vibrant and want to be strong and capable. And and so I love that. What I I thought we would do now, if it's cool with you, there are so many people who are not interested in fasting, but who want to understand 
how that works because there's so many different ways to fast. Like what we're doing is crazy. Um, <laughs> like, I, you know, it's certainly a, a little out there on the spectrum. I never would have considered it a few years ago. In fact, in episode 307 of the Primal Potential podcast, I talk about kind of the common objections to something like this. But lots of people play around with intermittent fasting or say a 24-hour fast, or maybe they fast for religious reasons, or you're just curious to know a little bit more about how this went for us. Because I had no idea what to expect. I've done a couple of 24-hour fasts, but not a lot. So I thought that we would take just a couple of minutes and cover what we did differently, right? How we were different coming into it, and then what our primary takeaways were in terms of what was the hardest part, what was the easiest part, and what we would have done differently. And we're just kind of going to rapid fire this uh, because I know a lot of people are curious about it, and I think it's... It's good, too, for us to remember for documentation purposes. Absolutely. But I am the first one to say that Ella and I are are similar in a number of ways in terms of what we wanted with healing. But physically, we're coming from different places. Number one, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So that is a very different physical Mm. state. And it's new to me. So that certainly impacts how I'm going to feel in a fasted state. I'm also significantly bigger than Ella is. I have more muscle on my frame and more body fat on my frame. Um, and this was my first fast mm-hmm. over 24 hours. So we were, we were really different in that way going into it. Yeah, for sure. And so we, we had different experiences and we did things slightly differently. We had a lot of shared experiences. Oh my gosh, yes too. we did. A Thank God we were fun. here together. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sanity. <laughs> totally true. Um, I think that one of the noticeable differences was our bodies were responding so differently. So first of all, I was so hungry mm-hmm. and you weren't. Mm-hmm. I was buzzing with like a weird energy. I wouldn't say it's necessarily positive. It was slightly frenetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was buzzing with an energy and honestly like a lot, like a spinning top all the time. And you were slower. And yeah. less she said energy. earlier that I was in slow motion. <laughs> and I think part of that is this was the first time I've done it. But also my choices were slightly different than yours because I, I had never done this before. And and I think I wanted to have a real sense of like what my body needed and what it didn't need. So in the first couple of days, you were like, you were like, I think you should have some bone broth. And we kind of like had a had a little bit of a debate in terms of whether I should or whether I shouldn't. Um, so I kind of stayed away from the kombuchas, the bone broth and 90% of the time was doing water and black coffee. Like I said, in the first 36 hours, I had some kombucha. I think in between, I had four tablespoons of bone broth altogether in water. And then I just had about six ounces. Uh, but here we are kind of... That just sounds insane to me. <laughs> but but you were kind of more like that in your first fast. It's because, true. And I wasn't very hungry. If I had felt tremendously hungry, I probably would have done more of the kombucha and the bone broth. But no doubt that had so much to do with why... You were like, you were in slow motion. Yeah, because I had, the differences were that I had um, MCT oil, uh, two servings of that a day. I had Mm -hmm. bone broth. I didn't have bone broth, I think, for the, we didn't have any for the first first two two days. days. And then I had a little bit, and then today I had some. Um, and then I also had cravings cocoa, which is something we can just link to, but it's, it's cravings cocoa, uh, which is something that I consume when I'm intermittent fasting. And that took the edge off in a, mm-hmm. in a really lovely way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was far more dog- dogmatic the first time I did this. Yeah. Um, so I think the point here, Elizabeth, for everybody is there's no right way no. and there's no wrong way. It's not like I did it 
more strict. It's not that at all. It's that I was doing what felt right for me and I went into it very different and my body is very different and Ella did it the way that felt right for her and she went into it in a different place. What are you going to say? So what would you do differently? Oh my goodness. I wish, well, no, I don't want to do five days again. So I was going to say, I wish I could go back and do this all over again, but I don't mean (laughs) that. That's a lie. Okay. So when I first decided to do this, my thought was that I would do my normal workout on day one and then I wouldn't work out anymore. But we worked out every day except today. Mm -hmm. And we did because we wanted to move our bodies and because like we just like to push ourselves and, and we're, we're a little crazy like that. Um, and, and it felt right in the moment, right? But in hindsight, now, I didn't need that. My body really needed to rest. And so if I could change anything, I would have worked out on day one probably and then not again. Maybe some walking, some foam rolling, but not gym trips and not weights and not 10,000 meter row. Like, No. That's one thing I would do differently. I think it's super important to know that and to like to document that because mm-hmm. you get in the zone and couple your ego engages mm-hmm. or your feeling that you can do this, you know, mm-hmm. engages and at the end of the day, fasting is about restoration. And it's, we said that at the start, but we just in the moment we're like, yeah, let's get up early and go to the gym. Okay, what is another thing you would do differently? If you ever found yourself in this position again. I would do blood monitoring. Me too. Test for blood sugar. Yep. Yep. And we just got a blood sugar monitor tonight. Yeah. And our fast is over end. tomorrow morning. Yeah. I think that's so instructive. And I think that, I mean, and by the way, first of all, if fasting for five days sounded crazy, pricking my finger sounded crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's funny, you know, when you, when you invest this much labor into um into a protocol or into a process or a learning lesson you kind of you really want to milk it for all it's worth and And so we started wanting the data and here's why because for example we pricked your finger after you had bone broth today and after bone broth like what happens because for some people nothing There's no blood sugar response at all for other people there is and so if i could go back and I'm glad I can't. But if I could go back, I would want to know when I had four tablespoons of bone broth, did it make a difference? When I had the kombucha, what happened? I, I, and then, too, where's my blood sugar throughout the day when I'm not eating anything? Yeah. That would be invaluable. I think I think the, the one other thing, like, we completely agree on. And I did it way wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. What would we both have done way more of? Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep is free fasting for anyone, yeah. for anyone and everyone. <laughs> sleep, unless you dream eat, sleep is free fasting time. It makes the time go by faster and your body needs the rest. And we stayed up late accidentally one night because we were playing. And then we got up at our normal times in the yeah. morning and didn't need to, I mean, really early. Yeah, like 4.30. And then this morning, I turned my alarm off, you guys. I never do that. I turned my alarm off. I slept till 7.30, which for me is well past when I normally arise. And And I didn't. And I'm mad about it. I felt so good. (laughs) And she was like bouncing off the walls when she woke up. It was like she had been on vacation in Tahiti for a month. She was so happy. And I was like, damn it, what's wrong with me? Like, I didn't. 
I didn't do any of that, and I should have. That was a mistake. We don't practice everything that we preach. No, but, you know, we learn. So a couple a couple other questions. What was the easiest part for you, or the best part? The easiest part for me doesn't exist. I can't think of a single easy thing about this. Hanging out with you made yeah. it so much easier, mm-hmm. but more than that, it made it possible. I mean, it, it's binary. If you With you here, I was able to do it. If you weren't here, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, the best thing about it, honestly, was the reason I was doing this was to fix some gut issue. And I honestly, I feel like I carry a sandbag around in my tummy most of the time. And that is and yucky and it's demotivating and it makes you not want to work out and it makes you want to make bad food choices. And I don't have that sandbag in my tummy, that metaphorical sandbag in my tummy. And that feels amazing. So yes, I know all the things. I know all the questions that raises and what to do about it. And this is the journey that I've been on now for almost two years. But to not have that sandbag in my tummy is wonderful. I love it. And that's probably giving me enormous amounts of Mm -hmm. vitality and energy. Okay, what about you? The best part for me, and and I did not expect this, you know, full disclosure, I moved two weeks ago and I was super excited and I shared this, you know, with my year of push and I've been doing those daily blogs. I moved and I started going to this new gym and I didn't even get into a rhythm because I was there for two weeks and then I came down here and I felt like the timing was just crappy to do this fast because I was really all in on my new workouts and and just being really more focused about food and exercise and then to take a week and like not do my same intense workouts and not eat. It just seemed like bad timing. But it's so it's funny to say that the best part of this experience for me is that I have a renewed enthusiasm to hit the gym hard and really nourish my body in a smart way because I missed that intensity. And you, you know, it's funny. I thought maybe with fasting, I might be like, give me cookies, give me pizza. I'm like, I'd love a piece of salmon and an avocado. Like, that would be amazing. And that so, sounds amazing. I know. Like, we're still <laughs> fasting, guys. We're still fasting. So, like, we're teasing each other with Instagram pictures of food at this point in time. But it's easy to get into a routine and then lose the appreciation you have for things that you really enjoy. And so, so I true. feel so, like, please get me back to where I can, like, have a great meal and hit the gym really hard. And so... The best part for me is is that excitement. That's very cool. What's the what was the hardest part for you? The hardest part for me was honestly days 2 and 3 and part of 4 I was in a mental fog. Not only, I mean, Ella said I was in slow motion and she's completely right Not about that. Not as an insult. No, 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 Just yeah. as a descriptor. Like, yeah. it was true. Um, I was, it was like molasses uphill in the winter. <laughs> one, one day, I think it was day three, I could not work to save my life. I mean, I was sitting there staring at my computer and like, I just, I, I struggled to find words. I struggled to find focus and I, I struggled to respond to emails. That was really hard because... Part of what gives me life every day is being productive and like doing my my work. Absolutely. And that was miserable. What was the hardest part for you? Days one, two, three, and four <laughs> and a half so far. I, I just think it's really a hard exercise and I don't think it's for everybody. And I definitely don't think it's for everybody all the time. So mm-hmm. I think there's a season. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, and we've said this before, but knowing why 
is everything mm-hmm. and having a, a why is everything so I just I just found the entire experience brutally hard mm-hmm. I enjoy food I enjoy the social aspect of food I enjoy eating dinner with my family mm-hmm. I wanted so badly to share a meal with you mm-hmm. and a glass of bubbly wouldn't have killed me either I know and so I just the the lack of that was, was hard and obviously it's counterbalanced by the health benefits mm-hmm. but my last question for you is, would you do this again? Oh, God. I sort of think, and I don't have kids, but I sort of think this is like, you know, a woman who get, has a baby and says, I'm never having any more kids. And then like a year later, she's, she wants to get pregnant. Um, I will fast again. Absolutely, I will. Because I, I've always believed in the health benefits. Will I do a five-day fast again? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. What about you? Um, I feel like I never, ever, ever want to even think about doing a five-day fast again. But mm-hmm. I think it is exactly what you just described. I think mm-hmm. probably at day four and a half is not the right time <laughs> exactly. to Exactly. I haven't eaten yet, so <laughs> the answer right now is absolutely never again. I will say I believe more in the power of fasting now than mm-hmm. I ever could have done out of a book. Agreed. Because I see, I mean, let me, just very briefly... Let me share the benefits that I see in Elizabeth. Like, I get to watch. You know, she's in it, so she can't see the forest for the trees, as I can't for my own self. But, like, her eyes are bright. Her skin is shining. Like, her hair looks gorgeous. And, like, she just looks so healthy. And what that is, is it is the body doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not, its energy is not diverted to digestion. Mm-hmm. So it's diverted to healing, to consuming its own dead skin cells. Or mm-hmm. dead cells, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's devoted to cellular restoration and, yeah. you know, restoring your gut microbiome. And so it's doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And I can see it happening in you. So that's very cool. So Even maybe though, maybe one day I'll be interested in that again. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> if I were to say now no, I think I'll find myself in a few months missing it. Um, but it, I I haven't eaten, so it's just not the right time. But all right, I got I got one final question for you because I'm super sad to be leaving you tomorrow. I used to live down here near <gasps> you, and it I I couldn't have done this if we hadn't been in the same place. Like for sure, just the the camaraderie and just the shared misery and grumpiness <laughs> and like understanding how and it lots is. of laughs. Oh my god, we've laughed so hard so often, and I love that. But like, what are you excited about next? I am excited about. Honestly, taking this energy and taking this strength and this vitality that makes me me and I'm glad to sort of remember it because what I mean is in contrast to obsessing about every single thing that I eat or do Mm -hmm. and taking that energy into creation and into doing other things and Mm -hmm. focusing on things other than food and frankly, other than fasting. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I feel like a renewed vigor and just this this crazy amount of energy to want to go be crazy creative, create mm-hmm. a lot of value for other people, and, like, just move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, where the mind goes, the energy flows. Absolutely. And I'm so ready to put my energy into something else. Like, I'm pumped for that. I love that. I'm also excited about some of the things that you're doing, and I want you to tell people, what are you excited about? Well, um, personally speaking, I, I shared with you guys, this is a push year for me, and I'm really, I've stepped outside of my comfort zone, I've moved, and I'm crazy excited about that. And I love this time of year because, let's see, we're we're in middle of March right now, and I am days away from the Fat Loss Fast Track launch for the spring, and that is crazy exciting. You guys know I've been sharing some of the stories with my clients on the podcast, and I, 
you know, we shared in one of our groups in a live stream the other day that I'm just so sure that this is what I was meant to do with my life. And so I get really, really, really excited about meeting another group of people that are ready to kind of like level up. And God take, help them. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. It's a lot. But but I am really excited to invest, you know, the next three months in that in that group of people in, in the fast track. That's so exciting. And it's so cool that you can sort of share what we've gained. We've gained a lot with the mm-hmm. mental game. I oh have my to God, say. yeah. And I think we'll appreciate it. I mean, keep in mind again, we haven't finished. We're still fasting the, as we were. This is impressive. Like we are we are recording we are, a podcast. We are forming full sentences, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. And we have not <laughs> eaten since Sunday morning and we are recording this on Thursday night. Crazy town. Yeah. So I am really, really, really excited about the mental shift that this has helped create. But also, I think that this is one of those things that you have more appreciation and more awareness Mm -hmm. for what it brought you Mm -hmm. when it's over. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, probably should have done this episode in another week or so. But here we are. We were excited because we knew we were learning so much and we wanted to share it with you guys. So we love you all. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll chat with you soon. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.